Welcome to Cathedral of Faith. One of the things I love about our church family is all the diversity of background and ages and ethnicities. But there's one thing we all have in common. There's this common resemblance. You know, it's been my privilege to be all around the world in missions and outreach, 56 countries in fact. But no matter where I go, whether it's a developing nation or a wealthy nation, whether I'm with extremely wealthy people or poor people, whether I'm with educated people or people who can't read a word, there's something all of them have in common when Jesus is in their life. They have their father's eyes. They have a hope. They have a strength. They have an expectation. And that's what joins us together here as the family of God. We are his beloved community. He loves us and cares for us. And in 1 John 3, 2, we read these words. Beloved, we are the children of God. And we know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him as he is. What that means is when Christ comes again and we see him, we're all gonna be changed to be like him. But here's the other truth. As we focus on him now, the more we see him, the more we become like him. And that's why we come to worship in this moment, to exalt the Lord, to lift him up. And as we see him high and lifted up, the resurrected King, we become more like him, full of grace, full of love, full of mercy, full of hope. And that's what we're praying today. As we lift up Jesus in worship, as we exalt him together, we will become more like him because he lives, we can face tomorrow. Amen, amen. If you've put your faith and your trust in Jesus, let's affirm that together in worship. I believe in the sun. I believe in the risen one. I believe I overcome. By the power of his blood, amen, amen. I'm alive, I'm alive because he lives, amen, amen. Let our song join the one that never ends because he lives.
Lord, we come to you in this moment and thank you for that great exchange. You exchanged death for life. Would you come and exchange hopelessness into hope for us? Would you come, Lord, and, and take anger and bring it to peace? Would you come and exchange confusion for understanding? We thank you for your life and your love. And when you conquered death, you've conquered everything that keeps us back from your highest and best. Restore joy, restore strength, restore hope. Lord, we thank you for this season that you're allowing us to recover what has been taken, what the locusts have eaten, what has the enemy has stolen. Come and help us as we recover that in this season because you live in Jesus' name, amen and amen. It's so great to have you here with us. You know, there's a scripture that they just sang that are actually the words of Jesus in the upper room. In John 14, 19, it says, because I live, you also will live. God wants you to have that life working in you. We're praying that that will happen right there where you are. Because he lives, you can face tomorrow. In fact, say that with me. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Amen and amen. Well, Megan's here with a few announcements. Let's take a look at the screens as she shares some upcoming things here at Cathedral. Hello, Cathedral family. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a very powerful message from Pastor John coming your way. But first, let's hear all the great things that God has been doing here at Cathedral. If you didn't know, Cathedral of Faith has been teamed up with Northern California Bible College, NCBC, and they are now a fully accredited college. So if you ever wanted to get deeper into the word of the Lord, please check out their website, ncbc.net slash cathedral of faith. Even with all the difficulties, our charter school, University Preparatory Academy, went through last year with students learning from Zoom and teachers navigating through a very difficult season, we have an amazing praise report. They have been awarded as one of California's top achieving schools. Way to go, UPA! We are now streamlining our services so that they are in sync. So you can join us online or on site on Saturdays at 5 p.m. and Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Lastly, we have been blessed with an amazing opportunity to present a 30-minute segment on Daystar TV, a faith-based network that shares the gospel all over the world. Our program will be starting in May, and what a blessing it is to reach over 100 million homes all over the world. Go Cathedral! For the latest and greatest here at Cathedral, please be sure to follow all our social medias and check out our Cathedral Faith website at cathedralfaith.org. We'd love to hear from you and stay connected. Love you, Cathedral fam! Thanks, Megan. Well, there's a passage of scripture that Paul writes in 2 Corinthians that says this, God loves a cheerful giver. God loves a cheerful giver. Now, I can't see through the screen whether you're smiling or not and whether you're cheerful, but I trust that as you prepare to give your gifts to the Lord, God would put that joy in your heart and that you would be a cheerful giver. And there are many ways you can do that. You can go to our church app. You can go 
to our website online. You can also text to the number on the screen. And in this way, you become part of cheerfully exalting the Lord and giving thanks for all he's done. As we declared earlier, when we worship the Lord and see him, we become more like him. And he is incredibly generous. Well, we're in a great series right now called Recovery Plus. Last week, Pastor Ken brought us a powerful message about what God wants to restore in us. And now here comes Pastor John to take us another step further in our recovery process. Towards the end of his life, Jesus is having some critical conversations with his disciples. Luke, who was the most educated among all the disciples, was uh, careful to take note of everything. And it was interesting because Jesus um, is having these conversations, reminding them and instructing the disciples, hey, you know what? This is going to happen in my life. I'm going to be killed. I, I need to be killed. I need to return to Jerusalem and so on. And Peter, Peter was kind of like an emotional guy, okay? He, um, he did things before he thought about it. He talked before he, talked, he even thought about it. He was, um, was kind of like the rough and tough type of guy, not very educated, any education at all. He was this rough fisherman, you know, and, and he was moved by his emotions. He was triggered by his emotions. And so Luke is watching all of this, and again, Jesus is telling the disciples, this is what's going to happen in my life. And Peter speak, speaks up, and, and then Jesus addresses Peter individually. And Luke takes note of it. It's interesting what Jesus tells Peter. And, and actually, Jesus is amazing. In his teachings, it was like this multi-purpose reason why he would say these things. And as you read the scripture, you find that Jesus is not only giving him a prophetic word, but he is also instructing him regarding emotional stability, being able to understand what's happening in your life, bringing stability to Peter's life. And at the same time, Jesus reveals principles of spiritual warfare. Watch what he says. Look, look what, reader, what, what, Peter, what Luke reads and he's talking to Peter. Peter, my friend, he says, listen to what I'm about to tell you. Satan has obtained permission to come and sift you all like wheat. And test your faith. But I have prayed for you. For I have prayed for you Peter. That you would stay faithful. That you would stay faithful to me no matter what comes. Remember this. After you have turned back to me. And you have been restored. Make it your life mission to strengthen the faith of others. Wow. 
you read into it and you find out that Jesus is trying again establish some kind of emotional stability in this guy that again his emotions would drive him and he, he would speak before he even thought about what he was going to say. And, and I, let me bring your attention to a couple of these things, okay, that, that reveal the spiritual warfare. What happens, okay? Satan has obtained permission. That's the first thing that he says. Satan can't do anything in our lives unless he has the permission of God Almighty, of whatever he's going to attack us with, whatever he's going to confront us with, whatever he's going to hit us with. The second thing is this, but I have prayed for you. You and I have Jesus interceding for us, praying for us. And not only that, he says at the very end, remember this, after you have turned back to me, in other words, when you have come back and and have been restored, make it your life mission, to strengthen the faith of others. In other words, when we come back to God, we're going to be restored. And not only restored, God is going to use our lives to strengthen the life of others. Uh, Follow me on this, okay? Um, Emotions aren't bad. We all have emotions. Uh, Emotions are okay to have in our lives. Emotions are the expression of our mind, our thoughts, our soul, our hearts, our moods. They express everything that we are feeling, everything that we are thinking. That's what emotions do in our lives. Uh, Some people have a little bit more emotions than others, okay? And some others not only have emotions, but emotions have them. Uh, you know, I'm kind of an emotional guy. Uh, I'm glad I heard an amen out there, you know, at your house, that you're uh, listening to me, especially when I preach. I get a little emotional, okay? Because imagine if I didn't have any emotions after Pastor Vaughn sings a real powerful song and we're in the presence of God, and I come up here and I say, well, thank God for that song. Didn't you just feel the presence of God? I'm not going to say that because I'm the type of an emotional guy. I'm going to say, man, that was a powerful time in the presence of God. But can you imagine if I take my sermon emotions behind the wheel of a car? Man, I would be in trouble because emotions are good to have, but it's also wise to know when and where and how to express our emotions. You've probably seen them. Maybe right here in our parking lot. This kind of gal saying, you took my space. Or this other guy saying, hey, what's going on here? Why did you cut me off? Don't worry, we didn't take any of these pictures from the Cathedral of Faith parking lot, okay? But these are things that happen. But this is the kind of person we'd like to see at Cathedral. Smiling face. God bless you. Good to be in church. Or some guy giving you a thumbs up. Hey, God bless you. Those are the things that we celebrate that of what we are. But this is where it gets a little serious, guys. Where emotions have us rather than we having emotions. See, because emotions are not only an expression of what, of the good things, a smile, a thumbs up, you know, but emotions are also an expression of pain, of loss, shortcomings, failures in our life. People act out their hurts from an abuse, from something they were called. And an emotional, unstable person is a risky person, especially in their spiritual walk with the Lord. I believe that emotional pain is one of, the, one of Satan's favorite targets when he sees us in that emotional pain. Pain. 
where he sees us unstable, where people cry without even knowing why they're crying, where people yell or get angry. You've seen them, okay? These unstable Christians, these unstable individuals, that they are emotional, and they'll tell you, hey, why are you being so emotional? And they'll respond, I'm not being emotional. Stuff like that, you know? I'm not angry. Or they they get mad just about anything. It's kind of like they they live this kind of life. Hey, if I'm not going to be happy, nobody's going to be happy. You've heard it said, hurting people hurt people. This, 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 this level of emotionalism, this, this stage of emotionalism can, can be deadly, can literally be mortal. See, because if emotional wounds are not healed, they can cause death, spiritual death in our lives. And this is where the enemy wants to attack This is where the enemy takes advantage of it. It's not the enemy that causes you to be emotional. It's the enemy taking advantage of that emotional instability, that emotional hurt, emotional pain that you're feeling. He takes advantage of it. Again, Jesus tells us about how the enemy, how his strategy is in our lives. John, being the youngest of all the disciples, took note as well. And he recorded as as teaching of Christ when he was talking about the thief. This is the parallel that Jesus gave Satan. And he says like this in John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief, Satan himself, comes only to steal and kill and destroy. That's the purpose of Satan. That is his role. That's what he does in our lives. He takes that opportunity to be able to, to again, attack those, those emotional, that emotional pain, that those emotional wounds that are in our lives. Because, again, emotions are okay, but if you are emotionally unstable or emotionally hurt, if you're having through, passing through emotional turmoil, the enemy will take advantage of it. I want to, I want to give you a warning today in this spiritual warfare of my restoration The enemy has a plan. The enemy has a plan. We need to be aware of that. We need to embrace that. We need to be understanding that the enemy, he's not our friend. You know what? He doesn't fight fair. The enemy is not going to be merciful with us. No, the enemy comes only to kill, to destroy, to rob us of the things that God has given us. I've kind of broken it down in these three ways, okay? Um, To to kind of have us understand as to what the enemy does. I call this strategic wounds number one, okay? Follow me on this, okay? The enemy chips away at the blessings of the Lord. These are the things that we have received from God. Maybe it's our career, our job, our house, our finances, the, your furniture, anything that you may have, the tools you have in your, in your garage, just blessings that you've received from the Lord. A good appetite, that's a blessing from the Lord. You know, good attitude, that's a blessing from the Lord. All these things are things that we've received from God. The enemy begins attack, attacking us. He doesn't necessarily give us a hard blow but it's a wound. It's an emotional wound. It's a hurt that it begins to chip away. Next thing that he does is that he targets. He chips away. Look at this. He chips away at our faith and your relationship with God. Please follow me on this, okay? Because you see, the blessings that we receive from God come as a result of our faith. 
It's because we ask God for that job. We ask the Lord for that blessing. We ask the Lord for that kid. We ask the Lord for that wife. We ask the Lord for, those, for that sofa, for that television. The list goes on and on. But as the enemy begins to chip away at those things, he then begins to weaken our faith and our relationship with God. Why did you take away that job? Why did you take away this? How come I don't have that anymore? The second thing that the enemy does the second strategic wounds that he does is this. He targets what we love the most. Yeah. He targets what we love the most. Especially when we've had pain with, with our parents. Emotional stress with, with, with our significant other. Or, or there's been spiritual hurts. Emotional hurts within the family. He begins to target what we value the most. What we love the most. He targets what is most valuable in your life. And what gives you significance. You know how you felt when you had gotten that promotion? You know how you felt when you got that raise? When you bought that car? When you bought that house? When you had that accomplishment in your life? And the enemy begins to chip away at that. It's wound after wound after wound. You read the, the life of Job and you find out that's, that's what exactly he did. It was a blow after a blow after a blow. It's a scratch here. It's a bump here. It's a hit there. He just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. And he chips away at those things that are valuable to us. And all of a sudden he takes away the significance of the prayer warrior used to be, of the servant that they used to be, of the person that, that, that life that people would admire, that significance that you once had, he begins to take away from it. And then low self-esteem begins to set in. Complexes begin to set in. Be, uh, you get doubt and confusion. Those are the things that the enemy uses then to cause that emotional pain. The last thing that he does, he targets your spirit and your soul. So people don't want to go to church anymore. People don't want to praise God anymore. Read the Bible? Yeah, right. You know, they come to church and they can't even sing. And all of a sudden you find this individual who, who is hurt and they don't know why. Who has, who has pain. They feel it, but they can't identify it. And they want to praise the Lord, but really they can't. Because the enemy has attacked them, has hit them blow after blow after blow. And they can't even praise or worship anymore. Not only that, he attacks the other wounds in our lives. It's kind of like when you put salt in it. Have you ever had any individual just, they see you wounded and they just put more pressure on that wound. And it hurts even more. And that's what the enemy does. Strategically, to rob, to kill, and to destroy those things that the Lord has given us. Oh, but I want to remind you. I want to remind you of what Jesus told the unstable man, the emotionally unstable individual. I don't know what Peter went through. Maybe Peter was abused as a child. Maybe he was neglected by his dad. Maybe he even didn't know his dad. All I know is that he was this rough, tough guy who's a fisherman. That's all that we know about him. I don't know what he went through, but Jesus was speaking to him. And I want to remind you today as to what Jesus told Peter. He told him, 
Jesus is praying for you. I am praying for you. I want to remind you of that today, that Jesus is praying for us. According to Romans chapter 8, verse 34, Jesus is praying for us. I want to remind you what Jesus told Peter. You will come back. You will be restored. I want to declare that in your life of what Jesus told Peter. He is telling us today that no matter what we have gone through, what pain we have suffered, how the enemy has wounded and hurt us, we will come back. We will be restored. Have you come to church? You look around, the people around you, you find out who you are surrounded by. When was the last time you saw a miracle? When was the last time that you witnessed a miracle? I want to tell you, hey, look around the people that are watching you right, are watching this, this, this program right now with you. Hey, look around to, to the people that you know in church. Each one of us are a miracle because we were as Peter. We were individuals who had been broken, who were unemotionally unstable. But praise be to God that he has restored us. We are literally surrounded by walking miracles. You and I are walking miracles. We are evidence of what God can do in our lives. He can take an individual like Peter and literally after he has fallen away, God can restore him and make him what he has dreamed him to be. Praise be to the Lord today for that word. Hallelujah. Well, spiritual warfare is not easy. Spiritual warfare is not easy. Wounds that are inflicted on our body, on our soul, on our spirit, it's easy to talk about them, but when you have to live through them, it's a challenge. It hurts when you've been offended, when someone has betrayed you, when someone has called you an awful name, or even as you look back at your life and you find out, man, I, I, I really struggled. I really went through these things. There are individuals that are hearing me right now that, that you're spiritually hurt. You've been wounded. And all this time in your life, you have carried those hurts, those wounds. And, and I need to remind you this, that emotional wounds, they can become deadly. If they are not healed, if they are not taken care of, they can literally become deadly. See, because if a wound is not taken care of, it can be infected. It can, not only, um, it can not only impact that part of the body, but it can impact the, the entire body and introduce infection in a life. It, it can bring in negativity. It can bring in hurt. And that hurt, people then, they, they, they act upon that. These wounds are, are, are wounds that the enemy has inflicted, but they can't and they shouldn't be deadly. They shouldn't become deadly. I believe that emotional wounds are sometimes expressed this way. They're expressed by complexes and fears. Thoughts of retaliation and hate. Have you ever heard someone say, I'm going to get them back. They're not going to get away with it. And that's all they live on. That's all that inspires their life. That's all that directs their life. I know individuals that they, they wonder why they're being so rebellious and disobedient. Sometimes it's an emotional hurt, emotional pain that is driving them. And um, a young boy will say, I'm not going to listen to dad. And that same young boy, because he's emotionally hurt, has emotional pain, won't listen to the supervisor, won't listen to the teacher, won't listen to the police officer. Because of the emotional pain. It's rebellion. 
It's disobedience. There's individuals that, that express it by animosity and violence. They break doors. They punch walls. They hurt people because they are emotionally in pain. They have doubt. They're lonely. They don't want to talk to anybody. They don't want, they, they don't want to share with anyone as to what is happening in their lives. They have anxieties and, and insecurities, shame and low self-esteem. These are all expressions of emotional pain, emotional hurt. Man, and if you take a look at this list and you take a look at the life of Peter, you find out, man, maybe this guy was hurting. Maybe this guy was in pain. But praise be to God that Jesus not only saw what he had presently, but Jesus also looked into his future. Today, Jesus is not only looking into your pain, he's not only looking into the things that you are, are hurting emotionally, but Jesus is also looking into your future and he is saying, I am control. I can bring you spiritual restoration. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Let me tell you the story of a young man. This kid, he knew everything about God. He, he, uh, he knew what was happening about God, but he, he, something hurt him one day, hurt him bad. He got angry from his hurt. He um, started to rebel, started to show violence. Got involved in drugs, in and out of jail, hanging around with the wrong people, and the young age of seven, 16, he, he was down at the bottom of his, of his life. And, and all that he did was as a result of the emotional pain that he had, the hurts that he had, when he beat up people, when he steal people from people, when he break into houses, when, when he get into fights, when he uses drugs, it was all as a result of that emotional pain. And one night... He was 16 years old, and he drove out in the outskirts of the city. He was sitting in his car seat in his car and smoking some PCP. I just injected some LSD. And um, he decided, this is it. Why even try anymore? So he takes out a a gun from underneath his car seat. And he puts the barrel in his mouth. He says, this is it. I'm gone. And he pulls the trigger. And the bullet doesn't fire. He opens up the gun and he sees where the bullet has hit, or the hammer has hit the bullet. And he says, oh, probably a bum bullet. So he closes it up, goes to the next one, and and tries it again. And again, the bullet doesn't go off. And he, he goes through all the rounds in the, in the gun, and not one bullet fires. The kid sits back and says, man, I'm pretty bad off. I, I can't even kill myself. And he throws his gun out the window, and, and he drives home. He drives home. And when he gets home, his parents are praying for him. Lord, wherever our son is at, Put your hand upon him. I believe it was an angel of God that stopped those bullets from firing into his mouth. I tell you that story because that young man is me. That's how I was. And I'm telling you from firsthand experience, wounds of the enemy, spiritual wounds, 
emotional wounds and hurts, if they are not healed, they can become deadly. Oh, but I can tell you that story now. Because you see, three weeks later, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And God healed me from all that emotional pain, all that emotional hurts, all those things that I was going through. And he gave me a new life. He completely restored my spirit, my soul, my life. I can tell you that story now. And, and you may say, but wow, if I went through that, I would be ashamed. I mean, that's like a scar in your life. That's like something that, no, let me tell you. Spiritual scars are evidence. I'm going to say it again. Spiritual scars are evidence. There are people today that are listening to me today, and you've gone through things in your life. Maybe someone abandoned you. Someone denied you. Someone neglected you. Someone abused you. Someone hurt you. Someone just threw you away. And you've walked around with that wound, and Jesus has healed you, and now you walk around with that scar. Don't be ashamed of that scar. Don't be ashamed of that thing that you went through you got to hold your head up and praise God that one day you were lost but now you're found one day you were dead but now you are alive one day you were unforgiven but now you are forgiven and washed by the blood of Jesus Christ you see when Jesus rose from the dead Jesus Jesus suffered uh, the worst of wounds look what the scripture says in Isaiah chapter 53 it says but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our inequities. The, the, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Wounded, bruised by his stripes. He was wounded. He was bruised. Jesus went through all of that, but Jesus' life is a testimony of what God can do. Because you see, those wounds killed Jesus. Those stripes killed Jesus. Those bruises killed Jesus. But God resurrected him from the dead. God healed him from all those wounds, healed him from all those, those stripes that he had suffered, all those bruises that, that had been against his body. God does the same thing with us. But when Jesus rose from the dead, you could still see his scars. The scars were evidence of who he was, but now who he is. The scars were evidence to his disciples. It is me. You see, I was crucified, especially to the doubting Thomases. Look, look at my hands. Look at my side. This is who I was, but this is who I am now. Oh, there's a long list of things that cause wounds and cause wounds in our lives, and they can cause scars such as divorce, a miscarriage, an offensive word, the death of a loved one, maybe a neglect, addictions, abortion, a broken relationship, illness, abuse, loss, and even our past. All these things can cause wounds who will then result in scars. But church, I want to remind you today, Listen to me carefully, okay? It is wounds, not scars, that can kill. It is wounds, not scars, that can kill. Wounds need our attention. Scars need our celebration. Hello? Listen to me. Wounds need our attention, need the attention of God, the healing of God. But scars need our celebration. I believe that scars are, listen to me carefully, they're validation, verification, authentication, confirmation, demonstration of God's ability to heal and to restore. Hallelujah. See, every time you show someone your scar, you know, you show people, I went through this. I passed through this. Let me, let me read this, this list to you, okay? Scars 
Scriptures mean this, okay? This is what I overcame. This is what I endured. This is where I struggled and triumphed. This is where I fought and I won. This is how bad it God, but this is how good God has been to me. So you know what? You may walk with a little limp, you know? You may have one eye drooping a little because somebody hit you one day. You may have a couple of scars on your, on your head, you know? You, you may have a lot of things that go through physically and even emotionally. But those scars are evidence. They're verification. Listen to me. They are validation of who God is. I mean, David said it himself in Psalms 40, verse 2. He says like this. He lifted me up out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. Today, you and I, our lives are witness of what God can do. Of God, of what God has done in our lives. You, you need to hold, get a hold of those thoughts, man. You, you, you need to grab a hold of those thoughts because the enemy's telling you, look at you, you're limping. Look at you, your life was this. You lost that. You, you did this. You were like that. This is how people see you. This is how people thought of you. You need to grab a hold of those thoughts and de- listen to the scripture, okay? Second, Second Corinthians reads like this. The weapons we fight, that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Ha, hallelujah. Someone say amen. We demolish arguments. Listen to me. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to God. In other words, you know what, Satan? You're telling me, yeah, you're beat up. You're all scarred up. You're all this, you're all that. I grab a hold of that thought. I grab a hold of those things you're saying and I I bind them in the name of Jesus and I'm reminded that my God is faithful. My God has healed me. My God has restored me. I want to declare this on your life. This promise of God in Isaiah chapter 30 verse 26. The moon will shine like the sun. In other words, your darkness will become light. And the sunlight will be seven times brighter like the light of seven days, seven full days. When the Lord binds up the bruises of his people and he heals the wounds of the afflicted. God is telling you today, you know what? I'm going to turn your darkness into light. Whatever has been negative will be positive. What hurts will be healed. I'm about to change it all over again. But not only that, God is not only going to heal us, but God is going to give us the brightness seven times more. Are you listening to me today? Seven times more. In other words, you know what? God's restoration will make us stronger than ever. Listen to me. God's restoration will make us stronger than ever. Someone praise him today. Hallelujah. Let's go back to Peter, okay? And now let's go up, I don't know, 40, maybe 50 years and you find Peter totally different. The guy's been touched. The guy has been restored. The guy has come back. He's, he's a powerful church leader in the, in the church in, in that time. And, and, and Peter is not the same rough and tough, uneducated, not very, you know, pristine type of guy. He's, he's now emotionally stable to the degree that people follow him they listen to him he's an influence in their lives 
just as Jesus had prophesied in his life. Look what he says now in his first letter in chapter 5, verse 10. This is Peter writing. Remember, this is the emotional guy, okay? Listen to what he says. And then after you have brief, your brief suffering, the God of all loving grace who has called you to share in his eternal glory in Christ will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Yes, he will set you firmly in place and build you up. Wow. Wow. What penmanship of the Holy Spirit of this guy who was so emotionally unstable that one day he grabbed a sword and cut a guy's ears off. That one day told Jesus, I will never deny you. But then just hours later, he did. He was the same guy that, that was so emotionally unstable. Now, years later, we find out exactly what God does. I want to bring your attention to a couple things here, okay? That's very important on this writing that he says. Look what he says. After you brief, your brief suffering, after your brief suffering, after we've struggled, after we've been wounded, after we've been hurt, after the enemy has given blow after blow, after the things that we have gone through in life. You and I are going to go through those things. We can't go around them. We can't go under them. Can't go. Listen to me. Those are things that are going to happen in life. But it doesn't matter. This is a part of life. It is those wounds that make us stronger. It is those hurts that make us humble. It is those wounds that form us. It is that process that God allows us to go through, realizing, for us to realize that God is in control, that we can do all things through Christ, that surely God is going to do, is going to show us his glory, even through that suffering. But let me continue to read the scripture. The God of all loving grace who has called you to share in this eternal glory in Christ will personally, somebody's got to shout that out, will personally, God's not going to send an angel, God's not going to send a representative, no, God will personally do this. He will personally and powerfully, because God is interested in you. God is interested in you. God is concerned for you. God loves you. He doesn't want to see you in hurt. He doesn't want to see you in pain. He wants to restore you. And God will take the personal, personal initiative to make that happen in your life. But he goes on to say, and he says, he will personally and powerfully restore you. Somebody say restore, restore you and make you stronger than ever and set you firmly in place and build you up. This is a guy who's given witness. He's given testimony of what God is able to do. If God did it with Peter, man, he can do it with me. He can do that thing with us in our lives if we simply believe and just surrender to God and ask him to heal us. So in closing, how is it that we get healed? How is it that we go in through this process? Follow me with, you, with, with me as I share this with you. Number one, share that others have also been Wounded. I'm sorry, realize that others have also been wounded. I, I include this, this abbreviation. I made it up, okay? It, TTS. TTS means tell someone. You got to talk to someone. You got to talk to someone. TTS. Realize that others have also been wounded. Because, you know, a lot of people, they walk around and, and thinking that they're the only ones that are victims. That they're the only ones that are hurt. That they're the only ones that have gone through this. Oh, be quiet. 
God's telling you, you know what? You're not the only one that's gone through this. Others have gone through this. So stop whining. Stop complaining about you, 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 you. No way. Hold on. Others have gone through this. And others have been restored. Others have been victorious. And though you've been hurt, you will also be restored. The second thing, discover and know where it hurts. But talk to someone. Discover and know where it hurts. But just because you discover and know where it hurts, don't, don't stay there. There's a lot of people, they, they go back to that guy that beat them up. They go back to that person who mistreated them. They go back to that name-calling individual. They go to that, that tormented, that, that terrible relationship that they are in. Walk away from it. You know, you got to do something about it. That's why you got to talk to someone. Discover and know where it hurts. Yeah, but you know what? Don't love your pain. There's individuals who love their pain. They love to be victims. They love to be hurting. Come on, you're a son and a child of God. You are victorious. You can overcome these things. You can be healed. The next thing, admit it. You're wounded. Admit it, you're wounded. There's some people who just don't want to admit it. You've got to accept that you're wounded. Again, you've got to talk to someone. You see something, you've got to say something. God, you see something, you got to say something. Eliminate where the wounds came from. Again, talk to someone. Ask God for your healing and restoration. Again, talk to someone. Accept this in closing, that I'm in the process, I'm in a process from being the victim to being victorious. From being the victim to being victorious. We can't stay there. If you come to Christ... He will not only forgive you, he will also heal you. He'll not only heal you, but he'll give you a future as well. And I pray that this message, these words have been an encouragement to your life. That if you're hurting, if you're wounded, if you're emotionally unstable, Jesus is the answer to every one of those needs. May the Lord bless you.
Hey, Megan, thank you so much for that song. Wow, just holding on a little bit longer. Yes, we will be stronger. Today, I pray that this song has been a blessing into your life, that today, as you have shared with, we have shared with you not only uh, scripture, the word, worship, that you have been encouraged today. Let me pray for you before we dismiss. I want to just declare a blessing upon your life. Right there where you're at, will you receive this word on your life? Father God, I pray for every person that is watching us today. Number one, I pray, Lord, that you would surround them with your presence. Let them know. Let them feel. Let them understand, your God, that you are with them. I pray that your face would shine upon them. And as you do so, Lord, you would surround them with peace and joy and love and laughter. I would pray upon their homes that they would feel your presence in every room and every conversation. I pray that the hand, the, the, hand, the hand of the Lord would be upon you and would protect you. That he would surround you with protection. That his angels would be around you. That even individuals who don't know God would feel God all around you. I pray this in the powerful name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. Well, hello, hello, everybody. Cathedral of Faith. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to The Wrap. This is our online lobby, our online fellowship hall where we get to just fellowship and just kind of unpack all the great stuff that, that we heard from the sermon today. And uh, my name is Cedric. I'm Megan. And today we have the privilege of having Cathedral of Faith Morgan Hill in the house. We've got Pastor Gary, Pastor Julio, and Michelle. And for those of you who don't know, we have multiple campuses all across the globe, but Morgan Hill was our first off-site campus. And they do a great job each and every Sunday. So today, uh, Pastor John continues our series of Recovery Plus, and he bought a powerful, powerful sermon jam-packed with gold nuggets. So let's jump right into it. Pastor Gary, what spoke to you this morning? You know, Pastor John just actually blew it out of the water. I mean, I just, I'm, it was such a great message. He actually said, uh, warning, the enemy has a plan. He targets what you love the most. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you guys ever wondered that why does he target the, something that you love the most? Yes. It's because he wants to get inside of your emotional pain mm-hmm. and cause those wounds. Because, I mean, if, yeah, you know, we're driving down the road and somebody does something to us on the freeway, eh, that's, that's not going to hurt you, you know? Yeah. But when you get in a, an argument with your wife or mm-hmm. your best friend or your children, mm-hmm. man, that goes to the core of your heart and I like it's just a wake-up call for us where Pastor John just said he's gonna target what you love the most Mm -hmm. so put that guard up let's put that guard up to realize that man God is interceding for us Mm -hmm. and that you're not fighting uh, physically it's a spiritual battle Mm -hmm. you know and I think when he says you love what he targets what you love the most Look at who you love the most and be yeah. ready and be on guard, right? Yeah. Get ready for that. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's 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 not just about what you love the most, but they say the greatest motivation is fear, right? So it's also the fear of losing what oh, you love really the good. most, yeah. right? Come on, so, preach it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it's I it reminds me of how Pastor John also said being emotionally unstable can put you at a that's when Satan wants to attack, right? Yeah. And um, he said, hurting people hurt people. So I started to think, yeah, but what if we just use 
the joy of the Lord is my strength. Mm -hmm. And how about joyful people make other people joyful, right? So true, no. And yeah. so it's it's like you um, later in the message he mentioned Second Corinthians, and um, it says that we take captive every thought to make it obedient oh, to yeah. Christ. Yeah. So it's like, okay, Lord, then if if I'm being emotional and if if this is really hurting me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then God, okay, what are you teaching me in this moment? And turn it around in the name of Jesus. Take yes. this pain, take this hurt, yes. and let me learn from you, Jesus. And now I take your joy and I put it on. I put it on as a garment of joy, and I'm going to walk in that. Amen. And Amen. so I know as a mom, as parents, yeah. we definitely do that. I know we were talking about that yeah. on yeah. Sunday. It was funny because you were talking about joy, and, and you know that Steph Curry's on like a streak right now, just <laughs> totally killing it. But they talk about how much joy mm -hmm. he plays with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really a truthful thing you yeah. know of course he loves the lord so it's yeah. like how much joy that's great yeah yeah, that's yeah and it's one. true yeah. i mean just walking in that joy finding that no matter what it is i know i'll be as a mom i'm walking around the house if you know our daughter she's one and a half and so if she's crying or doesn't want to do a diaper change i know it's kind of this <laughs> it's sometimes the smallest things but i just start I'll start singing or start praising, and I can hear Julio in the background. I'm here for you, babe. You know, I'm like, yes, thank you, Jesus. You're wrapping me in your love. So we yeah. walk in that. We're letting it all out right now, you know, which is awesome because actually one of the key things that I loved about uh, Pastor John that he spoke about, he said, emotional wounds can be deadly. And he gave a statement that said, uh, we cannot let wounds to become infected. Wounds can destroy joy, peace, sleep at night. He said, the enemy wants to keep you wounded, which really spoke very, very heavy to me. Hurt, offended, sensitive to every word you are told. And take the level of your injury and wound to become deadly. Mm -hmm. And when I started to think about that, and I started to reflect on that, going back to, you know, what Pastor Gary said, what my, my wife Michelle said, as well as that the importance of understanding that we're, when, when the enemy is trying to captive us, you know, keep us captive in that area, that's how much more... Uh, we have to depend on the Lord, but that's also how much more uh, we got to reflect in, in the different and opposite spirit, right? Yes. Yes. And, you know, yes. hearing Pastor Gary would reminded me as well when he, as he was sharing his point was the importance of, you know, he, he goes after what we love because we also invested mm -hmm. a lot into what we love. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. yeah. And of course, right. the more we invest into those things, right? He, right. he knows that's right. that's, that's, right. that's where Achilles. That's right. That's right. You have to protect your investments too. Correct. Yeah. Right. Correct. True. Yeah. So that really spoke to me uh, tremendously. And, and I know that, uh, you know, now that we know these tactics that the mm -hmm. enemy has mm -hmm. is, is allowing us now to as well fight back yeah. and be stronger. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's so crazy how like, you know, just, just, just how our mind just affects everything that, that we do and we are, right? You know, yeah. it, sa it says that, that we're, we're, we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. And yeah. just, mm -hmm. just, and just how crazy how like, you know, and, and, and negative thoughts and, and, and emotional stability, yeah. how easy and just creep into your mind and all of a sudden it just transforms mm. 
you know, just, 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 just what you do and what you say just affects your whole entire life. But, uh, you know, for, for me, what's something that, 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 that I take comfort in is, is just how um, sovereign and how in control God is, right? Nothing falls, goes past his radar and notice. You know, I just love that scripture that, that um, Pastor John shares today um, in Luke 22 about how when Jesus said that, that, G, that, that the Satan has obtained permission to sift us like, 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 like wheat and test our faith, right? right? Satan had to get permission. You know, to, yeah. to, to, like, like God, God knew, God allowed whatever test that, that, that Satan throws at us to happen so that we can become better, we, we can become stronger. And not only that, it says that, that Jesus prays for us, right? Oh, yeah. he, he doesn't just leave us stranded or just, 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 just leave us out to fend for ourselves and, and, and just say, hey, come back to me when you're ready, when, when you're better. But he's out there in the trenches fighting with us day in and day out. And then my favorite part is that Jesus says, well, then then after you have come back to me and turned back to me, then you can make it your life mission to, 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 to strengthen other brothers in, yeah. in, in faith. Yeah. It's, so he, he, he doesn't just say, well, maybe when you come back or yeah. if you end up coming back. It's almost like he, he, he knew, he had the faith in, in us. Like he saw past um, um, Peter's emotional stability. He saw past all the denials that, 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 that yeah. Peter was going to make. And he knew he was going to be able to recover. He knew he was going to be able to restore. And he knew that he was going to be able to use Peter, Peter for his glory. Yeah, that's Amen. a great point, said because, of course, Pastor John also spoke about the scars, mm, the scars yeah. that we obtain after yeah. we have gone through that struggle. And you always have to go through a struggle to come out stronger. You know, God always puts us in certain positions to make us stronger. So when Pastor John said, wounds need attention, but scars are celebrations. Yeah. I was like, whoa, yeah. I don't want to show my scars. I don't want to show that I was struggling hard right there. And by the grace of God, I got through it. But I don't want to show my weaknesses. Right, right. But when Pastor John says that, you are a light that needs to be shine, like that needs to be shown because yeah. God has fixed your scars and now you are a light for other people to see that you went through it, they can get through it with you. It's and now so you're true. like this unit of people that is just sharing God's love. Yeah, I, and I, I love what, because of that scars, you know, you, you get reminded if you have a scar on your body right mm -hmm. now, right? Yeah. I, I have a scar right here from, from going swimming, right? And you get, you're climbing up this ladder to go into the swimming pool. Remember those old doughboy pools that back in the day, it's not a real cement pool, just that little scar. And I got cut. So I, I realized something. I'm not going to run around water and around a pool. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you learn from yeah. the scars, yes. from those wounds, and that leaves that scar. So you always remember. Yeah. And by the grace of God, I want to share this uh, verse, Isaiah 30, verse 26. The moon will shine like the sun, and the sunlight will be seven times brighter, like the light of seven full days, when the Lord binds up the bruises of the people and heals the wounds he's inflicted. Amen. So there we are again, Cathedral of Faith. God has healed our wounds for us to be light seven times. Amen. So let's Go take on. our lights out into the world, and let's continue to share his light throughout the week. We're so happy for you guys to join us today yeah. here Thank on The you. Wrap. Morgan yes. Hill, hey, Reggie. It's our 13th year anniversary. Oh, praise wow. God. Yeah. Praise God. Happy anniversary. Thank you. And as we always say at the end of the wrap, oh, it's, it's a wrap. wrap.